everybody, and welcome back to Sports Bet's Trash Talk Podcast. I'm here with Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide Williams. And unfortunately, not this week, Joel Kane, who was due to a couple of technical errors. You ended up with the NRL podcast last week, but luckily, we're back talking hoops and probably not as much hoops as we would think because we've already covered Melbourne and Sydney, we've already covered Brisbane and Perth. Now we can just get into some serious sort of clusterfuck conversation. We are going to have Jason Kadee on the line a little bit later, which will definitely be interesting. Corey, what do you think of Jason Kadee coming up? Um, I think that Jason Kadee has some serious balls to come on this podcast when it's basically free reign. We are free and clear to discuss whatever. No filter. So he has some serious balls because there's a couple other players in the NBL. There's no way they're coming on here. Chris Golden was scared. I'm going to call it like that. <laughs> If this was SEN, he'd pick his phone up. <laughs> oh, 100%. If this 100%. was ESPN, he'd pick his phone up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, He's scared. I'm going to blame Melbourne United because I don't reckon they would have told you. Nah. I think Melbourne United was scared. Because, scared of what? Because, because you. At the, yes, <laughs> you, motherfucker. At the end of the day, I think clubs get told of things that like for player requests and some clubs are going to be like, we want him to go on to SCN because that's our fan base. <laughs> Hold on. We're, I, I'm going to stop this right now because where are those over here across from me looking like a dude that lives in his mum's basement wearing the Lakers jersey <laughs> right now with the white cotton on tee underneath? <laughs> Mate, I've, I've got to wear a shirt us, underneath. you got to give us... Don't to, do the Carafino, you're, you're bro. You're fit enough to not wear the shirt underneath. Don't do the Carafino. No. Good to no. have a shirt underneath. <laughs> <the jersey. laughs> okay, right. tell, tell us about it. Give us a story. Um, Shaq. Legendary. Shout out to Mitchell and Ness. Ah. I like what's going on, though. I like what's going on. That sent me a little present during the week. Am I the only one not getting shit on this podcast? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Mitchell and Ness. They gave me me, uh, the throwback Shaq Laker jersey. That's that's big. You got a Shaq story? I do have a Shaq story. Um... Shaq, let me tell you what the Shaq story is. Easy. Hold on, so where they gets the jersey, but Corey's still gonna tell the story? Why not? Man, that's that's did you know Shaq you came robbed. to Melbourne and trained against the Southeast Melbourne Magic? What do you mean? He came to he came to did Australia. He Melbourne Magic. Yeah. Huh. And so he, there's actual footage of him training at Sandringham, dunking on Chris Anstey at practice. <laughs> that's fucking funny. I'm sure he dunked on everybody at practice. <laughs> he dunked on everyone. <laughs> Wherever he was, right, right. But he he actually practiced at Sandringham Basketball Stadium, and there's footage of him training with the Southeast Melbourne Magic. So Anstey was attempting, like, was shadow defending him, basically. That's what everyone in the NBA (laughs) did. (laughs) He's the most dominant center of all time. All right, let me ask you this. Who's the best center of all time? I just said it. No, you said the most dominant. You didn't say the best. If somebody says Will Chamberlain, I'm going to kneecap you. He's not. He's not. I hate it. He played when everyone else was 5'6". Exactly. Everybody was 5'6". He was playing in the NBL. They were playing in the NBA. Basically. He was actually playing Siebel when everybody else was playing. NBL one. (laughs) Like Shaq for me, but the interesting one, and I would have loved to have seen this guy in his prime. He made it to the NBA, but I would have loved to have seen him in his prime is Sabonis. Sabonis Ooh, with the healthy knees. Sabonis Ooh. with health and in his prime. That yeah, matchup that with Shaq would have been awesome been to watch. The best sort of matchup That's we got fact. with Shaq was almost Yao Ming. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a Yao Ming story. Let's hear no. it. <laughs> now, so, can so, you get a Yao Ming jersey first before you get a story? Is uh, it a matchup with Shaq? Was it actually Yao yeah, No. Was it, it a matchup with me? Oh, <laughs> give it to us. Was so, it actually Yao Ming or was this you drunk at a massage parlor on a Chinese trip? <laughs> 
Well, that's that story <laughs> straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, was, yeah, that was Yao Ming. Yeah, Yao Ming. Yeah. Um, so the Sydney Kings got invited to play in a tournament. There was the Chinese national team, Seska Moscow, and one other really prominent club. And so the Sydney Kings are playing against the Chinese national team. Our starting center got fouled out. Our backup center got fouled out. Our third string center got fouled out by three quarter time. So I have to play against Yao Ming for the fourth quarter. So like- What was the score? Paint this picture. I can't even tell you the score. I was that tired after the game. <laughs> so the thing with someone who's seven foot five is when you're six, seven and a half, you just try to be annoying, which is pretty That's much my right. whole career. Um, <laughs> But so like I'd get to half court and I'd stop. So he'd like run into my legs pretty much. So I was trying to wear him out that way. But he'd eventually get down to the block. Now picture a seven foot five tired Yao Ming who remember <laughs> remember would always put his hands on his knees and bend over. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mate, I swear to God, I'm standing upright. He's got his hands on his knees. And what are we still like, are we still in the massage parlor? Or are we still talking about <laughs> this? Is the biggest motherfucker of all time? Oh like, yeah, I bet he was long, bro. I bet yeah. he was long, mate. Not not Sean Long, who didn't take his award, but yo, what is going on in this oh, podcast, yeah, 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 mate? Oh. He, he is one of the tallest motherfuckers of oh, all time. Oh, he's huge, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get up to this mic anymore yeah. with all that talk. That's what she said. <laughs> you mentioned Sean Long didn't take his award. What award he didn't take? Second team. Oh, oh, well, they just said something. No, no, no. It was on when I filled in for you on overtime. Okay. He went on Instagram and he's like, that's one award that's not making the plane trip back. Oh, wow. Straight after the awards night. Wow. So. What, what, did, what did Sean Long win again? Second, second team. team. Oh. Second team All NBL. All NBL. Who was it that threw the award in Casey the, uh, Prather. No, Prather was James Ennis. Oh, James Ennis threw it in the river, river right? Yeah. Threw it in the river. The Docklands. Did they ever fish that thing out? No. What was the award? He won, uh, he won first team all NBL, but he, he thought, thought he was, was going to get MVP. the MVP. Oh. And because he didn't win the MVP, he threw the trophy into the Docklands. Oh, wow. Okay. And then he was like, no, it's at my mum's place, like above the fireplace. <laughs> like everyone's like, bullshit. Right. <laughs> right. People's, people saw him throw it. Yeah. There we go. So now while we're on the topic of what were those wearing? Speaking. Oh, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't get, you didn't give what, Shaq's story. What were those? I'm gonna give you a, a Shaq story. Yeah. Who did he always argue with? His dad in the crowd? Nah, like his teammate. Kobe. That who is that is exactly oh. who's coming <laughs> to Melbourne. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. Next Wednesday, <laughs> down we'll goes Felix. Down goes Felix. How did I not know a shameless plug was coming? Crown Palladium. I don't know about you, but actually, I do know about you. Wertho is in there. Got a ticket for my man Wertho. You're in there. I'm in there. We are in there. Now, the next question is who's going to get the photo with Kobe? I've already got one. Who's gonna get one next Wednesday out of us three? Wait, only one of us can get it. I mean, let, I mean, we gotta figure it out. Let's, let's, you know, let's put but a wager. Bit, Not bit, a wager bit. with money, but you know, just for trash talk purposes, literally. Okay. Pun intended. What's well, tough one? That's tough because you know, like, there's gonna be a whole line. Oh yeah, 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 lined up for that. 
It depends. It, it, we could technically just run on stage and someone snap up a shot. I'm sure who's, we could get that. Who's gonna... favorite out of us three? Look, I'm going to tell you guys right now, here's my plan. All right. I thought about this about 5 30 in the morning. I well, judging what Werther was doing with Yao Ming, maybe he could pull something and get us the <laughs> get us the hookup. <laughs> I'm gonna try to somehow get an interview with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna try somehow. So, you know. I got my bottle of Haterade right here. There's no <laughs> chance. Zero. All right. I'm gonna try something in that. Bet in that venue. In that venue, what? In that, <laughs> in that what? arena. What? In the what? I'm going to try. What are you trying? I don't, just, I don't even know what I just said, but I'm going to try. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but well, I'm going to try something. Doesn't Don't they say that Kobe's got like the photographic memory? So he's going to remember that he played against me. So I've got the best chance of getting a photo. Okay. That is true. If he, if he does actually. Oh, yeah, because he said stuff like that. Like, no, but it's with like plays but i can imagine he's so into the game he's probably like that with hey be like there's my man werther that's a good point <laughs> that's a good point what are you wearing a michelin s uh throwback kobe jersey don't come in there like that no i'm gonna wear my shades put on something smooth i'm gonna wear my shades think i'm Corey, Corey homicide williams they gotta be light tint though <laughs> make sure if they do don't wear them dark make sure that you trust can me see through trust me i am not wearing shades okay no, go, go, go. I'm off Don't the shades indoors. Who are those going to come through like the Queenslanders <laughs> with the Oakleys? <laughs> I'm going to and a 4X gold. <laughs> Why not? Are you hey, did you, I know we said we're going to sort of skip over the NBL, but did you say Trevor Gleason's fuckery? Yeah, in, and in I the hated papers? it and liked what it at the say? same time. He said... About Brisbane? Brisbane, Brisbane's tactics—they're illegal, oh. and they set illegal screens coming from the team that set more illegal screens and has the biggest home ref advantage of all time. Oh, it's like clockwork when it comes to finals for Trevor. But you know what? The reason I don't look down on it because if I'm a coach now, all of a sudden the refs can be looking at these illegal screens, which could end up, as you said, coming to backfire on Perth. But now it's in Brisbane's head. Now they're thinking no, about it. I don't think so. Well, yeah, Brisbane, oh, we'll speak to Jason Kadee a little bit later because they can be quite brash and I feel like not really, not much really affects them. No. But it is an interesting one. I'm not against it, saying it, because now it does put the refs on notice a little bit. Um, obviously, I don't have on any type of brands, <laughs> unlike we're though today. And you, tell me about this shirt, Ellis. Where did you get this shirt from? <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's my ex-girlfriend's brand. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> Word. Well, let me get out of. What's uh? Give me some info about that shirt. That's a cool shirt, actually. Ellis. 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 So it's my ex girlfriend. No, 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 no. I'm it, not going to throw her name on this. What was her first name? Rosemary. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, the brand is the brand is Ellis. Ellis Supply Co. You can check it out on Instagram. But we're still good friends, so it doesn't matter. Got you. That's why. Right. No, no, it's a good thing. That's yeah. What's up? Okay. Ellis not Supply Co. You can check it out. Not every breakup <laughs> has to be a bad one. You know, we all, some of us can have amicable breakups. Now, that's you you with your shirt on. Did you see his post on Instagram with his shirt off? Yeah. He has a pretty good physique. Like, he has a nice frame. What do you think? Got a lot of, inter- gonna- <laughs> a lot, a lot of engagement. He had 46 comments. Mate, he's trying I'm to be, sure he's an influencer now. He's an Instagram influencer, our Felix von Hoff. Yet I saw him in the gym the other day and he just came and laid down for like the first 40 minutes. Well, the issue, uh, here's my Wait thing. Here's my thing. No, Mate, no, 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 I, did. I did literally lie down for about 40 minutes. But here's the thing. The post is already on Instagram. Right. So, so I look like that according to Instagram. 
So I can blow out now. It doesn't matter what I look like because I can just refer back to that post. Fair enough. Fair if enough. a chick ever says, well, what do you look like? <laughs> Not that I'm like courting chicks that I've never met before in my life. But this also goes, we were discussing this off the podcast. And I'm not sure how many listeners are as thirsty as potentially I am on Instagram. <laughs> but you, so I posted a pretty nice story. I'm, I'm, I get the third person award on this one. But I, I thought it was a nice story. You know, the lighting was good. It was golden hour, 4 to 5 p.m. down at the beach. That's good. That was a very nice photo. I, I was like, look at Felix. Yeah. He got a nice body. Yeah, it's a ball game. Ball game. How but does your DM issue, look? No, 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 no. See, that's the issue. Here's the issue. It's very, very brazen. To ever oh, just look at the yeah, photo. there's the photo. There's look the photo. at the traps. He got it's the not ad. bad. Hey. Everything you would need to post this photo, Felix got covered. It's good. Hey, there's no nice airbrush on that. That's just a legitimate flick. Who took the photo? One of my friends. Okay, got you. Um, <laughs> legitimately one of my friends. <laughs> but anyway, if you post it on the, the regular post, the issue is that it's pretty brazen to just DM someone's own post back to them and be like, oh, nice. Right. Whereas if you put it on the story, Instagram has the new feature, the thirst feature, where you can just send the emoji straight to them. And it looks so subtle. Yep. I'll be doing that so much. I'm pretty, I apologize to all the people out there that I've just DM'd these goddamn emojis. <laughs> but to, if I had to put that on the story, I'm probably not here. I'm probably I'm in a relationship. I'm in Carbo with someone. I don't know. Right. But you put it as a post. Right. And you just get no love. You get no. You get love. a whole bunch of dudes commenting, "Oh, nice pick, bro." Yeah, like that's what you, <laughs> that's what you get. You know it's why, different. though, right? I mean, when you really, when you really think about it, the difference between DM story and post is that everybody sees. Yeah, it's the too post. brazen. It's too so brazen. It's too brazen. People want to be anonymous. Ex- people want to be anonymous, or at least only you know that they they reached out to you. Yeah, you know so. No, I like it. Still wait to get Jason Giddy on the line of <laughs> you. <laughs> so, so we will jump on a little bit of the matchups with because we do have it starts tomorrow, Melbourne versus Sydney. And Perth starts to that, they both start tomorrow. Why, why? the same? Yeah, I understand with the refs, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. Speaking of refs, who what series game one do you feel your best mate is going to first? <laughs> Who's what game is he hey, covering? Lou. I think he'll be Melbourne v Sydney. Okay. And Replay Vaughan will be out west. Replay Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get a little beef on the uh, replay system as well? I don't know whether I've mentioned this before. But the refs have to run right around the fucking bench to watch the replay. Just flip the screen. Just swivel it, man. Just swivel it. <laughs> Just flip the screen. Maybe My man over drama. here, my man over here is getting fucking hookups from Lenovo. I see you spinning that thing around like a top. Why don't they just get one of those and spin it, man? You know why? Because Bunnings is giving out all this money to Andrew Bogut instead of the actual league so they can afford a little wooden pivot system. (laughs) No, it's because there's a fourth referee that wants to be noticed. Ah, That's that's not part of the game. Shame horse, fame horse. So he has to be in the shot as well. You can't be the guy just swiveling. You've got to give your input too. Like, uh, I can't referee a regular game, but I'm going to give you input of what happened right here. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's my issue. When you've already got someone behind the bench, can't they just make the damn decision? Like, they're watching it. They're a ref. Can't they just make the decision and like, you know, earpiece? I don't know. Maybe we can't get that either. And just fire it through. Simple. Simple. Do, you want, do you want to hear a funny Simple. story? Oh, I do. I, I love I nothing do. more. Yeah. Um, you, you know my man, Axel. Yes. You, you love you oh, love man, Axel. Shout out the young Axel. Man. I'm yet to meet Axel. Yeah. So, oh, I think I might have in Kansas. So game, uh, I talked to Axel after the game, his game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, scored all the points for his team. Wasn't allowed to shoot for the last quarter because he's trying to get other people involved. You know, 
Who good. did you learn that from? Not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes, Dad, the referee sucked. <laughs> and I was like, son, what color shirts did they wear? And he goes, green. I was like, and what does a green shirt mean in junior basketball? He's like, oh, I can see that, the rabbit hole that this that, is going down. That they're learning. Oh. And I'm like, I think you can say green, like go, go, no, no, fuck no, yourself no, or no, something. No, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, parenting one like, They wear green ones because they're learning. He goes, why do the NBL refs wear green shirts then? <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing after that. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, like He's way smarter than a seven-year-old right. should be. But he, he had a good point. Yeah, he had a definitely. good point. I tell you what I was so tempted to do just then is just to call Dane Pinot on my phone right now and discuss this awards ceremony stuff. Why not? Do it. That call Dane. Nah, out of respect for Dane because I know that stuff has to get passed through the NBL before they talk on any media thing and I'm not going to throw him under the bus because I know Dane and I know he'd answer straight away. <laughs> um, oh, God. What, what do you think? We talked about this last week and I've sort of been doing the numbers on it. This Perth-Brisbane series... Is going to be so much. Is, I think it would be closer than the Sydney Melbourne series. Well, Brisbane's a bit of a bogey team, and I feel bad because I kind of wrote off Me Brisbane too. last week. Yeah, Me thinking too. there's no way. You know, Perth are just too good at the moment. But Brisbane, Ooh. Brisbane definitely have their number. I, I feel it, you, they've won the two games in Brisbane, and it was the one game where they switched Cam Bairstow onto Bryce Cotton for the game winner, which was a mistake. But yeah. I, I wish Brisbane played better basketball at the back end of the season. Yeah, that's, that's the I, issue. I feel like that's the only reason that I'm tipping the Wildcats at the moment is because of that. But the numbers say, how about Mika Vakona in that series, just Brisbane v Perth is a plus 45 on the season. Like he has, he's got it all. Angus Brand. Well, it's a tough matchup for Brand. Ang- Angus Brand is plus 23. Yeah. So he's got the number over Hodgie. But Mick Vakona is coming off and doing work. And we know that Cam Bairstow doesn't back up well in games. That's his issue is he doesn't back up well in games. So Mick Vakona becomes a whole lot more important now. He'll play more minutes as this series goes along. I still think it's going to go to three. Well, I think both series go to three purely just because I've got, I've got my tinfoil hat on. And I think that uh, you know some of this stuff's almost after being in Adelaide for that game four last year where it was like 43 foul shots to seven. I'm just like, so the, the refs just want, they get paid per game. So they just want that extra game three. So they get another check. <laughs> oh my God. Did I, just, did I just stumble upon a flat that, earth theory that, on that, that one? That is hilarious. <laughs> I tell you this get the broom out. They're getting swept. <laughs> they are getting swept. Brisbane or Perth? Perth definitely winning. In two, get the broom out. My dumb ass was about to say, what a 360. But <laughs> what a oh, 180 hey. for your original. Uh... Get the broom out. They're getting swept. But they need a third import. Look, <laughs> I was completely wrong. I mean. No, no, I'm you're wrong. not wrong yet because they, they set I... this roster up to win a championship. They don't win a championship. Nah, you're right. Then they I'm need. Just, I was talking just regular. Season, oh, yeah. yeah. But you're right. No, I, I, I don't. We'll talk about that round once they get there to see who they're playing yeah. against. But And if they don't have enough firepower to win the championship, which I think you are still right on. But. I can't, you know, I can't write them off anymore. I did it all yeah. regular season and they finished first place. They are going to sweep the Brisbane Bullets. That backcourt is super suspect. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. All year they have been up and down. 
I could, I'm not just going to automatically believe defending Damian Martin and Bryce Cotton, Glidden and Kadi is just going to, light's going to come on and they're going to show up. I don't believe that. The three, four, and five, they actually are better than Perth. They're three, four, and five. Brisbane's. But that backcourt. Bairstow is better than Nick K. I think Bairstow could do the same. He does the same pretty much. Pretty much. A couple points may be a little bit different, but pretty much. The, the, you, know, you talk about Brisbane's backcourt. Jace Kadee is the X factor. And guess who's guarding him? Damian Martin. Game over. But Kadee's uh, had big games against Damian Martin before. When? When was the last big game he had against Damian Martin when it's money on the line like this? Well, he's never played with money on there the line. You <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think he's only made one grand final series, Kadee, and a couple of semifinals. Okay, I'm just saying, I mean, look, I never made a grand final series, but I'm just saying against you a monster defender bombs. like Damian Martin, when you have to get off, can he do it? That's what it's going to come to. Right. Cam Glidden. They put him in the – Lamanis has Cam Glidden in the Kurt Penny role. He's not a Kirk Penny. He doesn't even want to shoot 20 attempts. He has a conscience. For the per for the Kirk Penny position, you have to have no fucking conscience. No. None. He has a conscience. He was so hard to guard. He, he was really so I never around. got to play against Kirk Penny, but oh holy shit, God. watching him, he was an absolute <laughs> one of the most underrated players in that whole Oceania sort I'll, of I'll, I'll tell you, no one. <laughs> Underrated oh, him. No was, one underrated Kurt Penny. Maybe we just like, from, a, from a pop culture perspective, from a public perspective. I'll tell you what, the, the Boomers Tall Blacks series, yeah. we put so much energy into guarding just Kirk Penny. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't give him an inch. Couldn't but, give him an inch. But the, the other thing is you also build them up like they're almost unbeatable. When yeah, you, when you've yeah. Got a series. Oh, that's my beef with some scouts as well. And, and when it used to be just Australia versus New Zealand, like obviously we're in the new format now where, you know, they play in Kazakhstan and Iran and all that. Yeah. But when it used to just be Australia versus New Zealand, you used to build up so much. Mika Vakona is unstoppable oh, yeah. in the post. Kirk Penny will never, ever miss a shot. You know, it was like that as a build-up. And then you get into a game, they make one shot, and you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know? <laughs> well, I got, I got two things on scouts. So I remember back like playing the Nationals for, you know, I think it was under-16s, Vic Metro. David Crow, the head coach, he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Absolutely love this guy. But he would do his scouts, and he'd be like, we'd be coming up against Northern Territory, <laughs> which would have zero chance of winning. We would, we would win this game by 60 to 70 points no matter what. Like it was Northern Territory. They couldn't. I don't know you got a close affiliation with Darwin after your croc hunting experience. <laughs> oh but basketball-wise right yeah. now, they're building it up. And back then it was it was barely anything. But we'd be reading the scout and be like, this dude's the head of the monster. Leave him open for a second. He'll launch it. Like we'd be reading the scout like, man, we're fucked. There's no <laughs> way we can beat these territory. dudes. And then I've got a couple of friends who play in the NBA and they say about the scouts – like the scouts when, you, when you're when you playing against Kobe or just an all-star, the scout book's like – it's thick as fuck. <laughs> they can do everything. There's nothing they can't do in the scout book. Like it's, try, try you're just reading Team it like, USA. What? Yeah, it's oh, like you, you read the scout. Like, yeah, what was the scout there? Like you read the book. You're like, why are we even go setting up? Why are we going into this game? Number six, LeBron James. You're pretty much fucked. Number ten, Kobe Bryant. You're pretty much <laughs> fucked. <laughs> it, it was That's crazy. It, like they're like, this is what he does really well. Everything. This is what he does really well. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> you, you, like it was like 
I sort of like the 06 team when Brad Miller came off the bench. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it like he could shoot a three, right. but besides that, he doesn't do a whole right. lot. You got a chance. You better <laughs> chance to guard guys like that. Tayshaun wow. Prince, he's going to play defense on you, but right. we'll take him shooting threes any day of the week. Look at the last couple of years, we're like, fuck me. Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's like, what do you what do you do there? Yeah. What do you do there? You got to hope that they implode. Speaking yeah. of that. I always get excited when Corey says does something like this. But speaking, yeah. I'm not, but I'm also excited because I'm not sure whether it's a plug for something. Oh, right. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen, right? Check this out, though. In August, as we know, Boomers versus Team USA. Yep. Who is Team USA bringing? That's going to be an interesting one because they've hyped this thing up and everyone's expecting an all-star team. Look, all I want to know is if Harden coming. So that's oh enough for me. God. That's enough for me. Jake, that's all I want to see. Bring a D-League team and let Harden go to work and go for what? 70. Bring Harden, bring Westbrook, Curry bring, KD bring. I was about to say. PG bring. Bring. bring oh my. Bring, bring everybody bring, bring. but LeBron. <gasps> but you know, you know. Why uh, no LeBron? Whoa. I mean, think, be, think about this. They could not bring Bron. Bron is finished with international play. Like they could not I bring I couldn't Bron. see him playing a world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's, he's done. done. Let alone a practice yeah, he, you know, he's exhibition done. game. You know they are leaving Australia and going straight to the world champs. Yeah, so yeah. it is the team. That yeah, is but I can be... see, I can see LeBron load management saying I'm not playing in that. That's fine. Series. I mean, they've got He'll enough come, superstars, but he won't. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'd rather him not play. I'd rather just be able to sneak up courtside and you know, selfie or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's harder to do that and less legal when they're playing. Fair enough. Have you got your tickets for the game? No, I'm hoping to be potentially, you know, working commentating on something. Right? Yeah, 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 working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah I'm holding you out. You're nothing, but I'm definitely in the building. I know you're in the there, building. There is no way I'm not in that building. Yeah. I'm in the oh, building. Oh, yeah, you're in the building. 100%. I'm in the building. 100%. It's Marvel, Sta- it's Marvel Stadium. There's so many entries to that thing. We're in the building. Now, we sussed it out the corporate 303 hustle. In the building. That's different. <laughs> now, nah, I'll be courtside somewhere. Not, sit- <laughs> not sitting down. But I- I'm going to be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a game I don't even want to sit down. No. I want to be just around. I'll tell you my like thing. Like how Tommy Greer works the floor in yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the Melbourne yeah, yeah. United games. Yeah. That's how I want to be. I'll tell, tell you what else I reckon. So there's going to be another team or another two teams coming out with that as well. It's not just USA playing. Right. I think that if you brought a certain team out, and I'll let you guys think about this, and it's probably more for someone who's been in Melbourne more, probably more a question for Wertho here. We look back at the Australian Open with CC Pass playing. So CC Pass, the Greek tennis player. Greek tennis player. How many times can I say that? Three times. Three times. <laughs> Greek, he's Greek. Four Is he a five. tennis player? And the crowds <laughs> were massive. Huge. If you bring out Greece to play, Giannis okay. on that Greek team oh and Dikatumpo, the crowd for that and the hype around that, if CC Pass can get a fucking Suvlaki named after him at stalactites for playing in a tennis tournament, then God forbid the type of mayhem that Giannis would cause on our streets. Well, you know, I forget what year it is. I'm going to say around 08. Are we talking about with the under-19 like the, worlds? The B, the B team for Greece came, yeah, came out, out. Yeah, and played huge. against. And the, it was packed. It was like no names. You could literally bring out Green Gully Football Club yeah. and have them play basketball against the Boomers. And the Halas would be out there just going crazy. Greece going to support their Greeks. So if you could get Giannis out here, in my opinion, just in terms of Melbourne culture and the crowd, like the hype around that, it could almost be bigger than some of these Team USA guys. 
Which that being said, it's, it's well, Giannis is potentially the best player in the league anyway. No, it's making sense what you're saying. Yeah. And it's just making basketball come up to the forefront for that week for sure. Yeah. You'll have other people that may be interested that wouldn't be a part of NBA yeah, yeah. to come and join, to see that basketball is actually happening and it's causing this type of energy in um, Australia. Another interesting thing, BA has a new CEO. Yeah, I saw that. No, I didn't really read too deeply into it. Because it's been, been a recycled position for so yeah, long. Uh, last week? Yeah, I think it was last week. Who I saw it, it on Twitter, but I didn't uh, I didn't recognize the name. No, she worked for Vic, right, she, Vic the Hills. Woman, right, the right? I forgot her yeah, name. Yeah. What's her name? I'm going to look it up. Okay. Hopefully it's not like Tony or something. So we'll, no, Corey gets not, confused. It's not, Tony, it's not Tony Caldwell. <laughs> Hi, Tony Caldwell. You do but who have the CEOs job. been? So you've had – because I remember back because Larry Sengstock lives behind me. <laughs> So, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, 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 what? <laughs> let me just oh read, let, me, let, let me freeze that. Re you freeze, guys, let man. me rephrase that. What is going on? Larry Sengstock lives in the adjacent house to where I reside. <laughs> That's, you all you say, so, That's all you need to say, man. That's all you need to say. So, that he was a CEO. Then you brought in who was the next? It was the, Lorraine Land. No, Lorraine Landon's a Sydney Kings based. Um, Christina Keneally. Christina Keneally. And then there was another, the most recent guy. Um, Anthony Moore. That Anthony Moore, that's that right. That is a revolving chair. It's a tough position. Yeah. It's a I tough position. Because I didn't do shit. This well, is a, this they is don't a have any involvement with the NBL anymore, do they? Well, they, 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 they communicate with each other. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like the old days so where the NBL fans, where, right, B, right. where BA and <laughs> the NBL used to work together. They're amicable. <laughs> But they need to. They need to get. She needs to do. A, a, she's well, we're the, coming up to the most potentially, and this could be a very, very hot take. The most important segment of Australian basketball history. This is the thing that annoyed me, and I've said this before, and I've said it on different platforms. How the fuck can you not market the current Boomers team? Or what the one that went to play? The one that went and lost to Iran? Not that one, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> that is the current boom. Because that one's on Fox Sports, and I almost feel like calling up Fox Sports saying, why are we putting this one on and saying, this is our boomers team, and they're losing to Iran, which is a tough one. Iran had to win, and that's a whole other story there. It wasn't a terrible performance by Australia. Iran had her to win. Her name is Jarrell Rector. Jarrell Rector? Jarrell yeah. Rector, okay. I'd, I'd pronunciation may be wrong on the one. But uh, we'll I'm just, just roll. I'm with, just, we'll I'm just, just saying, roll with Rector. I'm just saying that Jarrell Rector. Okay, she, well, nice. We got a new. We when you've got new as chief. many as many. Gerald. I'm gonna say Gerald. 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 Yeah. When you've got as many guys right. in the NBA that we do, uh, but there's an underlying beef there. But but the, how can you not market it? Like I think about yeah. I think about the Argentinian. Team that's had Visa as a sponsor and the NBL yeah. just got Visa on board, I'm pretty sure, which is a great get from the NBL. But how are we not marketing our gun boomers team and not getting more sponsorship money like compared to other sports? Well, it, it, I, I can understand why it's hard because sponsors are not going to jump on right now because they know that the NBA guys aren't playing up until – Maybe the but you've got, you've got the worlds and you've got the Olympics and, and back to back wait. years. How, how they can't get a two year deal to say we want to be the team sponsoring at the worlds, we want to be the team at the Olympics for potentially the first medal. And 
All right, put all that shit aside for a second. Our Opals team has been dominating and killing it for decades now. Yeah. Well, Corey had Lauren Jackson up there. Where did you have her on the Mount Rushmore? One. She's number one. 100%. I suppose she was the greatest. Who was the other one? One of the greatest of all time. I put uh, Lauren. I put Bogut is up there. I put Luke Longley. And I put Andrew Gaze. And this is all, it has to be retired players. Like retired from I mean, there. I just figured the, Bogut's the, still the there. four biggest Aussie players with the Penny, biggest impact. Penny Taylor? Is Penny Taylor? Uh, tell me her stats. No, we're going on impact. We're going on impact. I think definitely. Like Lauren Jackson was the one that put Lauren the Jackson, Opals on the I map. Mean, yeah. Lauren, then you Lauren, got Luke Longley. Ooh. Three rings. Yeah. Luke, and Luke, played Luke Longley was the gateway of Australians playing in the NBA. He yeah. was he was the godfather. There you go. Of, he gave it a legitimacy that these guys can play. Bogut right? yeah. Bogut became the Bogut first number one pick. beneficiary. Thirteen of that. years. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you got you gaze well you is can, a pillar in Australian a basketball. He carried the torch. Gaze Gaze did the most for Australian basketball yeah, in, Australia. in yeah. Australia. And we forget that he Fair did enough. win a championship with the Spurs. Can I throw this one out? And he was yeah. the man of Seton Hall. He was killing. He was yeah, lost at the last shot to go to the championship. If anybody has not read Glenn Rice of Michigan. If nobody has read Andrew Gaze's autobiography, I believe it's an autobiography. Right. Unbelievable. Yo. He talks about all the Seton Hall days, a lot of stuff that we don't hear about and about how wild college basketball was back then. Like you playing pro in Europe. They changed and the rule because of games, I think. There's something to do with that. Yeah, this is like 20-something. Yeah, he was old as shit. Old. He played pro Could in be. Europe. He played in the like NBL. Pretty sure he'd been to an Olympics. If you played pro, yeah. you cannot play in the NBL. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when it's all said and done, who's going to have a bigger impact on Australian basketball? Is it Andrew Gaze or is it Patty Mills? I think it's Ben Simmons. It's a tough one. Because what what exactly has, has Patty done? You know, he's up there at the Olympics and stuff like that, but it's just in terms of bringing more exposure to the well, game, I think Patty's been the victim of being around better guys. Well, when you say exposure to the game, he's been he's an outspoken he's been an outspoken leader for the indigenous oh, community. 100%. He's a leader in that terms. And Yeah, no, he's been a leader for the indigenous community, but we're talking about just overall uh, effect on the game. All right, well, Okay. Like someone like Ben, he's unfortunately- Andrew Gaze was in with the Spurs for a hot second. Patty Mills is now a staple mark and will go down right. as one of the legends yeah, of the he, San Antonio Spurs. No, no, Spurs. He, he will be. 100%. But it's also he guys, was guys leading, like Ben Simmons he was coming a leading in scorer, the- He was a leading scorer at, the Olympic, at two Olympics as well. And he will probably be a third Olympics if- when it's all said and done, because I think we undervalue his scoring potential because he plays at a club that shares and values the ball so much and has other people around him. He will still be a scorer come the next Olympics and he'll probably lead the, the, the competition in scoring again, I'd assume. I just see, just because he hasn't been around in the NBL, we don't give him enough credit. Right. At the same as I don't think we gave Luke Penny Longley Taylor. either. I don't think we gave Penny Taylor enough credit. She was an all-star five player in the WNBL. Yeah. Like she she is an absolute- WNBA. Uh, WNBA, sorry. She is an absolute gun who probably doesn't get the recognition because she's overshadowed by Lauren Jackson. But let's, let's call a spade a spade. Penny Taylor won a lot of those games that put the Opals into the gold medal game and pushed USA because she was that God fucking good at basketball. Yeah. So I think when it's okay. all said and done, I agree with- Lauren Jackson, I agree with Luke Longley because he was a pioneer. I think 
after that, I don't I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think there's Bogut, I think there's Gates, I think there's Penny Taylor, I think there's Paddy Mills that could all fit into those two when positions. It's all said and done. Ben Simmons will be there. First, it's only four people. The first, Mount Rushmore yeah. of basketball is only four heads. I was trying to carve out six heads. He's like, only four. I was like, all right. Well, if I'm going four, I'm going Lauren Jackson, Penny Taylor, uh, Luke Longley, and Patty Mills. Oh, my God. Right now? Right now. Violated gaze. Violated bogey. It's a tough one because we talk about yeah, but no, no, because because I can I can see where where those coming from. I can all day. I can see where where those coming from. And Mount Rushmore arguments will never be decided because there's so many different aspects. You can do it in the NBA, and we'll have we'll have different. Well, you look like you speak on the indigenous effect there. The first indigenous player to be over there, and you look Nate Jarwai also had some time in the NBA, but just the the impact on that. Yeah, and whether and it's a whole other story about whether Australia's political setup has actually taken advantage of Paddy Mills' position in the Indigenous community and whether they have taken advantage of actually using that to its full extent. That's a whole other story. And, and it's a shout-out to Coach Popovich to the, who allows Paddy Mills to express what he expresses. Yeah, right. which if, and, if it was the so, NFL, we probably supports, wouldn't have the same. And supports him. Players, he's, he's a, he makes, he's Do you know that Pop sits the team down and gets the player from whatever country it is to talk about customs and... Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the team understands the player a little bit better. Yeah. He does that. Well, it's wild to think they do all this and they win championships. It's, it's how, to, how does this all correlate? There's a good reason it does. But you also mentioned the overshadowing aspect is a big thing. You look at guys, there could be someone like, okay, for example, Josh Green is currently a highly touted recruit in the States, Australian kid. Picked to go in the lottery in the in the NBA draft. Not this year, but I believe it's he's the next, next year or the He's year the next up. Ben Simmons. He's the next, you know, Aussie, something like that. If Ben continues to be a perennial all-star and have an amazing, just unbelievable career, and this guy comes in, you know, makes one all-star game, and this is a stretch, like he's still young, makes one all-star game, has an amazing career, like wins a championship, that sort of thing, Ben's still going to be the man. He's going to be overshadowed. And we, we might just sort of, you know, brush him to the side a little bit. And, th- and that's just what happens when you're unfortunately around when someone else is so good. It's like you look at imports in the NBL. Bryce Cotton's come out here and just been such a jet. That we just rag on everyone else in a way. You forget about Ricky Grace and how good he was. You forget about guys like that because people have short-term memories with this stuff as well. Who's the better player? Who's the greatest import of all time for Perth Wildcats? See, this is hard for me because I wasn't around during the Ricky Grace I I think it's Ricky Grace still. Bryce Cotton is very, very close and right just asking. Did you know (laughs) I had a chat with... uh, Body Naj from Adelaide. Yeah. The other oh, day. where's now? I haven't heard a lot from. He didn't. Did he retire from? Yeah, no. he doesn't. He doesn't write, but he he has his own blog still. Yeah, I thought so. He's still active. And so we we're having the Andrew Gaze versus Leroy Loggins discussion because Leroy doesn't get anywhere near enough recognition for how. No, good only the occasional was. throwback post on the NBL Instagram. And so there's there's two things that Body that said to me. Do you know that Pete's Bar? where they get all basketball people here, like old basketball people to have a talk. So majority all Victorians, they had a poll, who was the greatest NBL player of all time? Unanimously, Leroy Loggins. By basketball people. And then the second thing is, they always say that the championship now goes through Perth or Melbourne, right? He said the entire 80s, the Let's championship went through Leroy. Oh, through Leroy. First at West Adelaide, <laughs> first at West Adelaide, and then to Brisbane. Mm. He goes, no one in the league has had 
a single dominance like that where the championship went through an individual, not a team, mm. because you went from one team to another. Yeah. And so he's like, if you're asking me, I think Leroy is the greatest NBL player of all time. And a, a lot of people see the same, but Andrew Gaze is the poster child for the NBL. So, and, and there's no doubting what he's done. You know, right? they had a little statement on that. Sorry to interject. You know, they used to have an NBL most efficient award. Yeah. And they cut it after Andrew fucking Gaze won it seven times in a row. They cut it. They're like, oh, why are we doing this? No one, no one's going to beat him. Here's another thing for you. Did you know that the NBL vote for the MVP was done by your own team back then? <laughs> he's like, so everyone could just vote for your own player. Oh, what? Guess who got five votes every time? Oh, that's bad. No, I didn't want to talk about that. No, but he would have. Sorry, he sorry. For you look just, at his numbers anyway. I'm just, so, I'm just throwing out some stuff here. It's Whoa. hard. It's hard though. I understand your point, but it's hard because you look at those games. You look at the numbers he put up. Did you know He's that? Probably winning that award anyway. Did you know that if there was in a blowout, and Lenard had like thirty? I've heard this one. And. Drewy had 25 <laughs> that Leonard would get subbed off for the rest of the, the game and Andrew would keep playing to get his points above Leonard. I have too much love Damn. for the Gays family and Andrew himself to even engage in this debate. So I'm going to let you guys take it but, from here. But, but you know it as fact, right? Because you just I said- I have heard it before, but I've never- oh, Look, wow. I wasn't around back then, so I don't. Damn. It just flips the He's script a little bit on history. Got you. Hmm. Now, we haven't spoken too much about the Melbourne-Sydney matchup because are we all in agreement that this one is potentially just going to go to three games in order to, you know, get another ref paycheck in there? But Melbourne take, <laughs> Melbourne take this one out. Listen, I reckon that NBL, that's what I got nothing to do with that uh, last hey, comment. Hey. No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with, it's got nothing to do with the NBL like either. The ref it's, got, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the NBL ever. All I know is that if I'm a ref and I know yeah. refs, what do they make per game? I don't know. I don't know because because they're not all full time, so it's not. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're invoice based. Like basically, the more games they invoice, the more games. So if I'm a ref, I'm saying this thing's going to five <laughs> games. This thing's going to three games. I'm getting the extra two stacks. Yeah, I don't know extra. whatever they get for a okay, game. Okay. I'm getting the extra two stacks on a game for sure. That's probably why I'm not oh, a ref. Man, oh man, it's like it's like players fighting to get that extra. You know, you get a bonus. Like I know some of the city players have a bonus for each round of the playoffs they yeah, go, which yeah. and the NBA they're huge for each round you progress further. Right. It's the same for refs. They're just right. trying to get their bonus. I got you. Extra games. I got you. Bang! And we're trying to get Jason Kadee still on the line here. This is probably going to break the record for our longest podcast, potentially one of the longer sports bet podcasts. It's all right, you know, because I think we're covering a lot of good stuff. I think this is the type of stuff people want to hear when you're in traffic, going home, to and from work, and, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you want to be entertained. You yeah. want to be engaged. And I think we're hitting topics that you'll be engaged. Coaching merry-go-round. Oh, where my does, goodness. Where does, where does everyone end up? First off, uh, we'll start with Perth. What does Trevor Gleason do? I think, to be honest with you, Trevor's gone. Yeah, so we're so we're, we're taking the approach that I think Gleason is out at the end of the year, which would be amazing if they won the championship after the season they've had. I think he's gone. You know, every player has a run in a league or with the team, and then you you feel it. I yeah. think it is it, gone. He's done. I think Matt Nielsen takes over. I think. Yeah, well, I've heard a lot of good things about Matt Nielsen. There's a couple of young. You look, Luke Kendall, one of your mates, 
there. Another guy, Matt, Matt Nielsen. I think Matt Nielsen will get his shot before Kendall. I agree. But that's two ex-players right now that we have coming up the coaching ranks that are one's probably to watch. And, and don't be surprised if we see them in a you know in an expansion team head coach role. I agree. Adelaide. Joey Wright. Well, I'm going to say, I reckon he's going, and I don't know who told me this, a college program. I think Joey Wright stays. Every year people say the same thing. Oh, you know. There is no go. way that he stays. I think he stays. No way. I just think Zero he stays. Zero chance. This is, this is hotter than your... Does this is this takes. before <laughs> is this after his fishing two hours fishing with Joey Wright? <laughs> <laughs> I think he stays. All right. I think he worked too hard at Vision Body this morning. He's de- <laughs> dehydrated. Shout out to Vision Body. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to Vision Body, man. I think I think he goes. I think everyone knows what Vision Body is. Those yeah. who follow Corey on Instagram, follow Instagram and just see him in those bike Check shorts, just working out, man. You like, can watch oh, it's a like, body suit. It's a suit. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, no, 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 we know. We know. As long as you don't wear that and go get coffee, just throw a shirt on, oh, go get coffee afterwards. Goodness. I think Adelaide need to go after a local coach. Well, who are their, their assistant coach ranks? There's the guy that wears the cowboy boots, Kevin which, Brooks. Kevin Brooks, Kevin yeah, Brooks. which he's been around there for a little bit, and he seems to have a quite a big impact, but. I'm going to go left of center and I say that Rupert Sapwell will be the next what? coach of Adelaide. Is he on that Can bench? I get a nope. Communal. Uh, who the fuck is Rupert Sapwell from yeah. everyone listening? Um, first, know your NBL history. <laughs> Rupert, Rupert, Rupert Sapwell, uh, long-term, lo- uh, long-time NBL player. He's, he was the master of the three-point bank shot from the 45. Like, well, that, like just, that just fits in with the fuckery that is the Adelaide 36ers. So I guess just, Adres, Adres, Adres De Leon was banking Close. free throws earlier in the year. So <laughs> maybe bring Sam, him well, back. He's been coaching in the lower levels in South Australia okay. for some time now. Great basketball mind. Uh, did a bit of commentary for Fox Sports for a little bit as well and NBL TV. Uh, just a good basketball brain. Wouldn't surprise me if they went local and went with Rupert. I'll throw another potential out. Sean Dennis. Coached with Townsville, I believe. He assistant yep. coach with Stacks and may have yep. got the head coach role for a while there. I can't exactly remember. He came in Sean after Dennis Trevor now. Gleason. Is he still coaching in Japan? He, oh, he was know. coaching in he Japan because he coached Venky Joyce in Japan who's now playing for Melbourne. When you said Stacks, you meant Ian Stacker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know he just signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southeast Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Southeast Melbourne and the assistant coach from New Zealand. Good get. You need to bring someone with just a wealth of knowledge about the NBA. coach from New Zealand Breakers. The guy, he looks, always looks about... Mike oh, Fitchett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever there's a fight on court, he's always out there like... Mike flex, Fitchett? Flex with the clipboard. Or, <laughs> no, no, or no, no, Judd no. Flavel. Judd Flavel. Judd is here now. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have heard, I have heard that he knows his coach. shit. Quality. Yeah. yeah. No, well, it looks like they've, they've assembled. I quite like the... Because uh, Simon Mitchell was an interesting one because to take an expansion team and then someone without the head coaching experience in the NBL is always a tough one. But I think that... I, and I do think Simon Mitchell's a great coach. But bringing Ian Stacker in there's a massive get just with his wealth of knowledge. You know, he's my coach at the Institute of Sport. Knows his shit. Yeah. And he's also a real relaxed dude. Mate, he was the worst for fucking warm-up drills. <laughs> I hated Stacker's warm-up drills. <laughs> Stacker didn't worst. even warm us up at the shoot. He just rolled the ball out and said, play, but it helped because we had Dante X. He had to. Just the, we used to call him the franchise at the Institute. It's like, we didn't fucking matter. It was just, hey, <laughs> Mate, training he, fodder. He Make is, him better. He used to do some <laughs> Russian shit with us. Like, oh, yeah, the finger rolls and all yes, that. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Shout out to Stacks, man. Oh, <laughs> how about, I'm how the worst finisher in the paint in history, and I swear to God, I've done more practice finger rolls than anyone else on earth. <laughs> how about... Uh, I think Sydney Kings, we all agree that Rob Beveridge is going to go there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, that one's, that's yeah. already pen to paper. 
that leaves the Illawarra job open. Thoughts? Why Shane Hill. One of the one of the random hawkheads. I don't know Illawarra. Shane quite, Hill is coming for that spot. Shane Hill, didn't he even say on Instagram, on Twitter, he's like, that he wasn't no. even an and I feel then, like, he, then he winked and smiled. Yeah, but I feel like Shane Hill, if he's, if he's in the running there, he's going to tell everyone that he's in the running. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be their assistant coach, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Hammer's getting that. Matt Flynn, okay. Well, damn. Well, unfortunately, that's all we got time for on this week's episode of Trash Talk. A little bit lengthy there. If you want to follow these guys on Instagram, Twitter, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Felix the Cat, mate, probably more, a little more exciting. Actually, Corey, where though you post a few family pics, you keep it pretty PG on there. I do. Me and Corey liven it up a bit. At C Homicide, or every time I see it, I just say Chomicide. So do I. I just say Chomicide. So do I. Every Couldn't get single homicide. time. That just looks really violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So C, C Homicide. No, no, we Some people say Chomicide. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, not Cor- even it. Corey Homicide, you put it together, yeah. it makes Chomicide. Yeah. It's real nice. Anyway, follow these guys on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. But anyway, we'll be back next week with some hopefully interesting finals results. G'day, listeners. Sometimes in pro sports, things don't go your way. And for us today, it was not getting Jason Kiddy while we're on the podcast. The boys and I were able to catch up with him later. And here's our conversation. Welcome to the Sports Bet Trash Talk podcast, Jason Kiddy. I'm here with Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide Williams. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. We're going well. Corey's saying you're a pretty fucking brave man jumping on the podcast because he usually jumps on guys. But how are you going to approach this one, Corey? Jason Kadi, <laughs> I got some respect for you, man, because you are the first player to get on this podcast. Everybody thinks I'm a wild card. You know I talk a lot and I say a lot of shit, but I give That's you right. respect because you actually called up and you are a man of your word, unlike Chris Golden. <laughs> <laughs> bitched up and made up a bullshit ass excuse and did not call. Anyway, <laughs> how, how does it feel to make the finals? How do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? I mean, it's, it's good. It's exciting. I mean, I think everyone that is a basketball person or player loves this time of year. Even, I guess, you guys, uh, players, anyone involved. Like, it's an exciting time. People have to step up now and we get to see who's really made of the, the, the good stuff to get a win and get a title. I sucked. I never really had the chance. You did suck, mate. Mungo, <laughs> how are you, mate? Good, thanks, brother. Obviously, uh, you had a few doubters at the start of the season, myself included. <laughs> myself included. Yeah, just include you in that. Yeah, no, no, I said myself included. I'll be the first one to say that I was wrong on the I said Brisbane will make in the finals. Fuck off, mate, you did. Um <laughs> Obviously, you've got a big task ahead, but you'd be feeling pretty good against the Perth Wildcats, a team that you've mashed up with pretty well this season. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I guess we're pretty happy. It's probably not Cairns because we struggled against them this year. But <laughs> look, uh, Perth are an incredible team and we all know how tough they are at home and, and they do a good job at home and they get some calls in favour and the rest, uh, the crowd gets into it. But <laughs> I think we've done a pretty good job against them so far this year and I guess for us, uh, I mean, for those who played in Perth, you need to control the tempo from the start. You can't come out and get on the back foot or it can be a long night. So that'll be what we have to look to do early on. I'm glad you said the refs, Mungo, because Trevor Gleeson has started the fuckery of you guys apparently setting illegal screens, which everyone in the league that's ever played knows that Perth set more illegal screens than ever before. <laughs> How much are you looking forward to Mika Vakona laying someone out? <laughs> Look, Vicky said it's great legal screen. So, uh, 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, look, I, I, I don't, I can't take this, but I think Trev does that most years. And I mean, you got to do what he's got to do, right? Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like clockwork. Like it's clockwork can, for but, Trevor Gleeson. <laughs> yeah, it is. And he, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. And Trev's, Trev's been around the block. But yeah, I mean, put it this way, I'm, I'm very excited that Mick is on my team and uh, not somebody else, that's for sure. Can I ask how the hell you got the nickname Mungo? <laughs> you can ask uh, Rosso <laughs> and James Harvey and a few others. Probably off, off the camera. Off here, okay. Well, we'll respect it. We'll respect <laughs> it, but I'll definitely uh, look into that one off here. Are you looking forward to this finals matchup against the best defender in the league, Damian Martin? Damo, yeah. I mean, Damo's been around for years, right? And he gets it done every year and Everyone always questions his influence on games, but then you watch him play and he just manages to really just change games with his D and just his intensity. So I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, one thing with Damo is you have to attack him. You can't just let him be able to freelance and go and take stuff off big and things like that. So we'll be looking to really push it at Damo and whether he's guarding me or, or uh, Grizzo to start, we'll be, uh, we'll be going at Damo and Bryce because that's what we have to do to get a win. He'll be guarding you, mate, because you are the X factor for this Brisbane Bullets team. Uh, obviously, you no, Will, Ma- Will Magnay is. No, Will Magnay is not. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you Swag got off to man. a great start in a game that you guys needed to win uh, to make it to the finals. Your mindset going into the finals surely has to be one of more aggression and looking to get more shots, especially with Glizzo coming off a back injury and when we don't really know. As an outsider point of view, we don't really know where he's at physically. Yeah, I mean, it was probably about time I did something. Uh, it's been a while since I made the shot. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, make shots, miss shots. I think it was more my aggression and the fact that I actually looked to shoot the ball. I, I said to someone a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm getting angry at myself. I'm taking four shots. I mean, you have to really shoot the ball. We quit shooting four shots a game. To, to so um, I think, yeah, regardless, is good to go. And obviously having him back, he's massive for our group. He's, he's an incredible player. He shoots the ball so well and he makes big shots. So even with him and Lamar, I still have to look to be aggressive and look to score. And I think that'll help create some of those guys and take some pressure off them as well and hopefully get some good looks. What were your thoughts on missing out on the blockbuster road trip to Kazakhstan and Iran, which I'm sure guys were just <laughs> falling over each other trying to get on that trip to some of those type of destinations? But was that a bit annoying to miss out on that because you've got the finals at that FIBA window? They didn't. They sort of took that road. I mean, I did see it was like minus twelve, and they were all rugged up. And oh, beautiful, off. beautiful stuff over there, and well, just just Iran, exactly like just. Jealous. Oh God, and just to, to be able to just you know experience the sights and sounds of Iran would have just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it would have been uh, interesting. But uh, look, I mean, any chance you get to wear an Aussie jersey is, is a privilege. And I guess that's the part that, although they might not be the most glamorous places from the outside looking in, uh, I guess you're always a bit jealous when someone gets to go put on a green and gold jersey and you're not a part of it. So it was good to see the guys go one of two, even though they missed out of that game in Iran. But there is always a little bit of jealousy when someone's wearing that jersey and you're not. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. And definitely you've had your fair share of opportunities and hopefully uh, can sneak into that World Cup. Squad potentially is that is that a something that's on the uh, the goal sheet? I mean, you have to have it on there, right? You'd be silly not to have something like that on there. But obviously, it's going to be a hell of a squad. But there's going to be a few NBL players in there, and I guess it comes down to who can fit in with those guys the best. And so, if I can manage to find a way to get in there and find people and and have a positive impact on the group, then uh, who knows? But yeah, it's definitely on the goal list. Well, as you said, maybe you might need to get back to shooting four shots because it almost <laughs> seems with the power of that roster that yeah, they might need someone in there just to you know, take a step back and, and limit the shots. 
Yeah, I think so. But I think that's one of the things they've done well over the last years. They've really built a culture of doesn't matter who's there, they, they play for each other. So I think that's that's been a big thing that's carried through probably the Boomers group, even with the group that goes in now. There's a lot of talent goes in when we have Sobes, Glizzo, DJ, a lot of guys that come in and the selflessness you when you play in that. It's a lot of fun. I think that's what makes it so, so incredible to be a part of. Well, Mungo, we appreciate you coming on to our show. Mungo. Mungo. I'll yeah. ask you off air. Good, good, good luck with the trip out west. We wish you well. And obviously, there's no better feeling in the world than shutting up 11,500 people at once. And hopefully, you guys get the opportunity to do it. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kadee, thank you very much, brother. Good luck. No, thanks, fellas. Glad I could be the first one on. That's yeah, right. And maybe the last. You never know. <laughs> never know. Hey, I can come back if you need me to just come back again. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Thanks, brother. <laughs>